There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. I need service. Like a refill on your drink? Or some more dipping sauces? No, goobers. I need service on my car. Oh, okay. But I still want to refill on my drink. Well, I'm sure the professionals at Sears Imported Autos can help with that because they literally do everything for you. Yeah, I've heard you mention that. Didn't Colin just take his car into the service department at Sears? He did, and it was amazing. And we've owned a few car brands. We've been to a few places. But the service at Sears was beyond They gave him a free Mercedes loaner while his car was being worked on. Oh, fancy. Oh, absolutely. And obviously with COVID, safety is so important to the family at Sears. If people request, the service pros at Sears Imported Autos will pick up your car, perform the repairs, clean, disinfect, and get it back to you safe and sound. And I must say it feels so nice and it gives you that great peace of mind. I know some places make it a pain to schedule an appointment. How is it at Sears? So simple. No horrible phone trees. You can schedule an appointment right online at SearsImports.com. No wonder Sears won best of the best from Mercedes in 2018 and 2019. To me, they are fabulous. No, no, no. No, Fibulous, every day, every year, for over 55 years, serving four generations of customers. And let's just say, very few can say that. Sears Imported Autos, 10 minutes west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. And online at SearsImports.com. I I need some dirt, 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 dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Up to the minute entertainment and pop culture news heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Yeah, that's really great. Could you please tell us what's going on? David Schwimmer is giving some details on what fans can expect for the Friends reunion. He has revealed that the cast won't be reprising their roles from the show. Instead, no. the actors will be returning as themselves for an all cast retrospective. As yep. expected, he wasn't able to give anyone details about the forthcoming show. That's disappointing. Yeah, see, I guess I, I always kind of knew that. I, okay. I I never thought it was going to be another episode because I, I always knew it was going to be a retrospective. So Oh, um, I always I thought it was going to be like just a step in time, like oh, 20 years no. later. Oh, nope. man. No, 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Jenner, she's taking her protection seriously. The model has recently dealt with stalkers and home intruders. I mean, the last time something happened, a dude broke into her home and uh, went out to her pool and stripped naked and was going to take a naked swim. She even has security guards, and he had climbed up over a fence. I mean, it's just scary. Um, She's been spotted out with a massive security guard. He has seen, he's been seen scoping out areas around her before she gets out of the car. Gross. I mean, gross and dangerous. Yeah, I just, poor thing. I mean, hey, she's a from the Kardashian clan. Yeah, nothing uh, but, to take lightly though. People are no, nuts. They people are, are nutter butters. It's yes. just like these. There are people that get obsessed with these celebrities, and yep. they are don't have the right mental faculties to keep that in check and realize yep. that they're not her boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Okay, it appears as if Mariah Carey and Bruno Mars may be teaming up for a collaboration. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so Wanda Sykes tweeted out, "I need a Mariah Carey Bruno Mars collaboration." Period. And Mariah responded. She wrote, I'm in need of you to stand up, do some stand-up comedy, please, Miss Sykes. And yes to the Bruno moment. Come through, Mr. Mars. That's Mariah tweeting Bruno Mars saying, let's collaborate. Oh, well. That's pretty cool. I think they should make that happen. That would be fabulous. Yes. All right, that's the latest dirt. You can find more at mytalk1071.com or by downloading our app. And welcome to the 8 o'clock and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on this Friday, April 9th, 2021. Right here on My Talk, everything entertainment, everything Oprah Winfrey. You're really going to be abnormal after this show. That's right, Oprah. (laughs) Thank you for being uh, here. By the way, Oprah, uh, what do we have coming up on today's show? Coming up... Male menopause. That's right. That's a little bit later. (laughs) Where have you found these clips? Oprah, what do we have coming up in the 840 block? Coming up, sex, sluts, and ecstasy. Fantastic. I can't wait. On. I I can't wait for that segment. Yes. Uh, uh, But no, actually, coming up uh, in this hour, we have the Dirt Alert, and then at 830, it's the segment you wait all week for, and that is... Forced movie review, and today the three of us will be reviewing Vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock's 1958 classic Vertigo. Um, so that's coming up at 8.30. I should mention that Alexis has the day off. Um, will but- we make her review Vertigo, though? Oh, I hell we, yeah. I'm putting that oh. on the Monday sheet right now. Um, I felt, let me just tell you. So I felt bad, obviously, if any of us are sick, you know, yeah. we're not feeling well, but uh, let's me be honest. The, so after my sympathy, <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, oh, no, 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 no. You shan't be sick on a Friday. Uh-uh. Uh, and if you are sick on a Friday, you are still watching this movie because Dawn has taken days off and has still watched a movie. And That's I was thinking, true. and I probably will take a Friday off and I will still watch the movie. So we are very sympathetic of Alexis today. We will have no sympathy for her on Monday. Uh, I'm just being very, very clear. <laughs> That's being true. Crystal Carrington clear. 
she will not she will not not watch Vertigo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's coming up a little bit later. But about two hours ago, uh, we learned the news uh, out of Buckingham Palace that Prince Philip passed away at the age of 99. As I've said all morning, all the shows here at my talk will have uh, perspective on this, especially uh, three to six. You know, the, the, they love the Royals. So uh, that'll be a good show to listen to. Uh, but I, I've, I found a piece that perfectly kind of looks back at Prince uh, Philip's life and legacy because, my goodness, did he have an impact, especially on the latter half of the 20th century. Uh, here's uh, Keir Simmons from NBC News. Take a listen. This is how the world knew him, standing by his beloved wife, the Queen, her loyal and lifelong companion. But from the beginning, life conspired to make Prince Philip his own man. He was born in Greece, into that country's royal family, and exiled with them when he was still a small child. Mm. A Spartan education in northern Scotland molded a tough-minded achiever. He saw action on several battleships during World War II, a brilliant and brave naval officer. His 1947 wedding to Elizabeth lifted the spirits of post-war Britain. The next year, Prince Charles was born. Three more children would follow. But Philip's world changed forever in 1952, when King George VI died and his daughter Elizabeth became queen. From then on, his main role was as the monarch's consort and counsel. His relationship with the queen, featured in the popular TV series The Crown. Are you my wife or my queen? I'm both. His often brusque style and numerous gaffes made headlines at home and abroad, making a racist remark about the Chinese. Killing a tiger, an endangered species, on a trip to India. His defense, some of his actions and comments were taken out of context. More recently, the Duke finally turned in his driver's license at age 97 following a car crash that injured two people and caused his Land Rover to overturn. But over time, Philip gained respect as an honest broker within his family, even as his children lunged from divorce to tragedy. He became an inspiration for the younger royals. His greatest achievement was simply being there for his wife, the Queen. Without the Duke in her life, one can only imagine that it will take its toll on the Queen because for so many years he has been her strength and stay, her rock, her friend, her advisor. He lived to see his grandson Prince William's marriage to Kate Middleton in 2011, celebrated the birth of his great-grandson, the third in line to the throne, Prince George, and was there for the wedding of Prince Harry to Meghan Markle. At age 96, after more than 22,000 solo public appearances, Prince Philip retired from royal duties. His legacy, a lifetime of service to his nation and his wife, the Queen. Here Simmons from NBC News. That's a, that was a really good piece there. Yeah, I thought it was too. I thought it uh, perfectly encapsulates his, his role and his impact on the royal family and, and just culture and again the world in the latter half of the 20th century and into the 21st century so a life uh, a life lived man 99 years uh, like i said all the shows will have um, a perspective on this coming up uh, like i said especially Lori and julia they they love the royals so i would imagine three to six will be the royal hour <laughs> coming up yeah for sure <laughs> you know i wonder what since it's been top of mind uh, the whole prince m- Harry, Meghan Markle, 
you know, Oprah interview and um, them leaving the royal family. I wonder what he thinks about that. Because, yeah. I, I, I mean, I probably shouldn't be just going off of his personality from the crown. But what else do we have to go off of? Because they're very closed. It's just almost like that's all we have to believe. Yep. Because we don't really know how they really are. Yeah. Um, he was a very, um, very strict father with uh, Prince Charles because of his upbringing. They mentioned it in the piece. You know, he ha- went to a all boys school that was like a military school, and it was pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, the kid wasn't treated special, and uh, if anything, he was ostracized by the other kids because they're like, "Oh, you think you're something because yep. of who you are and your your royal and and all of that." Um, but. I just wonder what he really thinks about it. Or maybe they just shield him from what's going on. I don't think so, because as that piece said, and and you, I've heard during the commercial breaks, I've tried to listen to different perspectives of the different correspondents that the networks have that have been based out of London. And all of them, there's a common thread with all of them that said that in the royal family and with the queen, he was the honest broker. That term keeps getting used, and especially with his wife. You know, when when you you know you're the queen, you're surrounded by design by a lot of sycophants. And they said that you know the thing with the the thing that the queen will probably, other than just the relationship, uh, that she will miss is the fact that he was the one that, as I say, could tell her all about herself and was always, yeah. and to his detriment, as you heard in that piece, he was not politically correct. He was the honest broker in that family. So I actually think the opposite. I actually think he, whatever his opinion was, I think the whole family knew. I think he he told them all, and I don't know how he felt about what's happening with Harry and Meghan right now. But I do believe the family knew how he felt. I absolutely think. And I think they probably came to him. (laughs) I think they probably, I think probably his grandson uh, probably wondered. Because think about it. Even if, remember his relationship, and even if half of it's true, uh, the dramatization in 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 the crown. Remember his dynamic with Diana. You know what I mean? He really, he felt differently about her and and Charles than other members of the family. Um, So I wouldn't bet against him kind of understanding what Harry, how Harry feels. Because I believe that he did have a little bit of a soft spot for Diana. And I think more than other members of that family, he knows in a different way the toll that life can take on you. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, he's got that perspective that the re- Yep, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah, my first thought was, oh, he wouldn't, he knows that you have to pretty much go along with yeah. what the monarchy says and has always done, which is sort of like follow the rules and keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe I thought that he resented might resent them for breaking away and saying you should just do what we're all doing Mm -hmm. but when you really look at his personality and how he many times broke away from protocol yeah (laughs) um maybe it makes more sense that he would applaud it rather than you know uh just 
put it to shame. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Before we go to break, it's time for our brand new segment. How is Kenny's rash? <laughs> yes. Only on this show could we go from Prince Philip to Kenny's rash. But it was this time yesterday. So you eight o'clock friends know about this. Uh, basically, around this time yesterday, Dawn and Kenny basically took off all their clothes and started <laughs> taking pictures of their body because both of them have mysterious rashes. Um, so, Kenny, let's check in with you first. How's your rash? It's, it's not any better. But I've okay. been slathering myself with hydrocortisone. Okay. Uh, and then I'm um, the roommate talked to a pharmacist, and she said, oh, that's allergies. Uh, he came in contact with something that he's allergic to. Don't worry. When it's all over everywhere like that, it's it's nothing super serious. So that okay. put my mind at ease. Uh, so then I'm taking an allergy pill, a 24-hour pill once a day, and I'm taking Benadryl at night before bed. And then just coating myself with this hydrocortisone cream. And I itch all over. I'm wearing sweatpants today, and I never mm-hmm. wear sweatpants to work in oh, very loose-fitting clothes, clothing. How's hot. yours, Dawn? <laughs> yeah, Dawn, how's your rash? Let's check in um, with uh, Dawn and well, your airborne herpes. So um, mine, I think, is fungal acne. And oh, if you're goodness. in a very hot place, if you're sweating, and you don't have a chance to maybe change out of your workout clothes, because sometimes I'll go to the gym, and then I run around and do stuff, and then I don't, you know, I'm not taking off those clothes for a couple of hours that's another way that you can get fungal acne because the sweat and if you have more yeast in your pores than some people do that is what's causing the fungal it's like yeast in your pores so i got really hot and nervous during project down and dirty and that's when it flared up i was next to that super hot kiln where we were um it was like 10,000 degrees or something and I was in a suit and I was sweating in there so bad and then I got that rash so I think that's probably a key and then the workout thing too so it's sweating and wearing sweaty clothes I gotta make sure to but yesterday I was kind of nervous because I had to do the pretzel thing and so I started itching (laughs) again so it can be caused by stress too stress and sweating so, All I know is if I can distract myself, it doesn't it itches bad. If I if I can keep my brain busy, mm-hmm. but boy, if I'm just sitting around, it's unbearable because that's yeah. all you think about. Ugh. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's been the conclusion of our new segment. How's the rash? <laughs> That's right. And a reminder, uh, a reminder about today's show from Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Oprah, today's show is for adults only. That's right. Oh, 818, <laughs> everybody. Thank you, Opes. Uh, when we come back, uh, Elizabeth is gone, so Dawn McClain is filling in, and she's doing a fine job. She's going to have the big entertainment stories of the day in the debt lit next. Hey, ladies, want to go for a test drive? Um, I knew it, Dawn. Jason's buying us a car. So, do you mind if I ask for one with a moonroof and heated cup holders? Guys, I'm not going to buy you a car. We're going to test drive a new smile. Rude. No, goofball. Your smile is great. But look, if you don't like your smile for whatever reason, Dr. Amy at Hughes Dental can take you for a smile test drive. How does that work? Well, after someone does one of Dr. Amy's legendary virtual smile consults and they start to consider veneers, Dr. Amy can do a 30-minute appointment 
where she puts on a composite material that will show the patient what their actual new smile could look like. That's some Star Wars stuff right there. Well, that's why I call Dr. Amy, er, the Yoda of dentistry. Contact Dr. Amy and ask her about virtual smile consults and the smile test drive at Hughes-Dental.com. Oh, and don't forget, Dr. Amy can be your regular dentist, too. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. And follow them on Instagram for the latest promotions. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Culture and entertainment. It's all we do, and we do it well. Welcome back. <laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis has the day off. Dawn and Kenny are here. Elizabeth Reese is also off. So Dawn McLean is taking the wheel on the Titanic that is the Dirt Alert. Hello, Dawn McLean. Hello. Um, this is big news. It ha- came out yesterday that Netflix has become the new streaming home for Sony movies. This was a huge deal that went down. Um, Mm -hmm. Sony Pictures doesn't have its own streaming service, so Sony Movies would go to the Stars Network for streaming. They had a deal between them. But starting in 2022, Sony will send their movies to Netflix, and they will get an 18-month exclusive window for Sony Films. That means um, movies like the upcoming Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2, uh, that's that's coming to them. Um, mm. You've got Morbius, which is a big talked about movie with Jared Leto. Um, it's like a vampire movie. It's a Marvel Comics vampire that he'll be playing. This is interesting only because is this... It, 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 are, are they playing the short game here? I mean, I don't know if I was Sony. Um, is this smart? Uh, you know, are they going to regret this five years down the line when streaming is it and hmm. they don't have their own outlet? That's true. Maybe I think what's happening is that they're working on their own outfit and they are using an 18 month window. Oh, um, yeah. And, and so they got a bunch of money from Netflix to offer these all of these titles that will be coming out and then they'll do their own thing. So yeah. that's probably they see that as a good enough time to create a streaming service. Eighteen months. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, if it's a short term contract like that, that makes sense to me. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. well, until we have our own, we're going to put it out there. Da, 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 and then eventually we'll have Sony Plus, which is oh my too God, many. we're going to have to pay that's for too that, many. too. I know. Oh, I, too I don't many. like it. I'm just saying something's got to change. We've got to consolidate these. This is ridiculous. <laughs> On my phone, I have Tubby, Pluto, Peacock, it's, Direct Okay, TV, it's not. Okay. <laughs> yes, Video. I got him to say Tubby. Yes. It's, I've got it's, all that junk. It's uh, it's Tubi, um, uh, <laughs> Kenny. It's Tubby. I like Tubby yeah. So hang Tubby. in there and be strong, Tubby. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Morgan Freeman. Oh. Yeah. I think it fits me perfectly, so I like Tubby. Um, My company okay. owns uh, Tubi. Uh, so oh. Full disclosure. So, so you can gonna, you can keep Tubi it, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can watch the Jason Show on Tubi. If I'm going to complete oh, my, my shameless gosh. plug, yes, there we go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on from that, that was one of the biggest <laughs> stories in entertainment. Um, here's uh, something that I found delightful. These are 13 annoying things that celebrities do. Oh, that nice. uh, BuzzFeed did a poll with people. 
So the number one thing is not acknowledging the help they get from staff when sharing their achievements. So if they talk about how they lost a bunch of weight without mentioning who their personal trainer and chef were, or talking about how to be a working mom without mentioning that they have nannies. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Um, And then it looks like 92 people, 92% of people found that one annoying. Number two was complaining about how hard pandemic life is. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're, oh, well, it's like the Ellen thing, and I don't want to pile on, I mean, enough people, but Ellen complaining that she's locked into her house, and her house is the size of Coon Rapids, you know what I mean? It's like like the size of Rhode Island, so she probably has her own, I mean, everything in there. It's a small city, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, The third thing is lying about the plastic surgery they've had. Absolutely. 78% say that's annoying. Just own it. It perpetuates unrealistic beauty standards. I can look at someone's face and know that they have had Botox. And I guarantee you, 99% of men and women in Hollywood have Botox. Because when they get up on a stage to accept an award and they have no lines on their forehead and they don't look like a 50-year-old man, their skin looks like a 20-year-old, there's your clue. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't have to be. They have very good plastic surgeons that make it look natural. Some of them don't and they go too far. But for the most part, everybody gets Botox. Yes. And fillers. Okay, I had to just have that little rant there. I apologize. I have some right now. I'm barely, I'm bare. You can barely tell what emotion I have right now. <laughs> I know. I'm, uh, mine is. I haven't had any in like uh, two years, and I'm no. like, oh my god, I've got to, I've got to go back at some point. I haven't expressed an emotion since 2012. <laughs> yes. I, I, I feel like I've accomplished something if I can just get my eyebrows trimmed. It's like, oh hey, oh, yay, yeah. Kenny. Look at. I'll trim those done. tomorrow for you on our yeah. Saturday. Oh yes. We have, uh, for more of these stories, go to MyTalk1071.com. We have forced movie review coming up next. And at the end of the show, Oprah, what do we have? Full body and cavity searches. Perfect. I love it. (laughs) Vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock's 1958 classic. Is it a classic? Was it entertaining? Did we like it? You'll find out when we come back. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We'll be back after these words. Vertigo, a feeling of dizziness, a swimming in the head. Figuratively, a state in which all things seem to be engulfed in a whirlpool of terror, as created by Alfred Hitchcock in the story that gives new meaning to the word suspense. Scotty, don't let me go. (laughs) A beautiful girl haunted by the desperate, unexplainable urge to destroy herself. (laughs) A man possessed by the paralyzing vertigo that made him afraid of high places. Easy now. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, it's a cinch. Yeah, I look up, I look down. I look up. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have to? Forced Movie Reviews. You forced me to do this, this, this. That's right. Welcome back. Uh, I just forced. Stewart. 
I'm Jimmy Stewart. I look down. Look down. I look up. I look down. down. And I look down and I see Miss Ellie from (laughs) Dallas. Uh, It is Forced Movie Review Friday. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis is off. Uh, Don and Kenny are here. You're here. And uh, today, our ongoing pop culture experiment continues. Uh, We are reviewing, trying to find out if classics are really classics or Fundamentally, are they entertaining? And today, Holly Roberts assigned us the 1958 Alfred Hitchcock uh, film Vertigo, another on American Film Institute's list of the best movies of all time. Okay. Um, I'll go. Okay. Uh, Kenny, go. Um, as you know, I'm not a fan of this movie, but um, for the job, I am virtually willing to do anything except that down and dirty thing that you guys do. I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, Hell, I don't but want I'm, to do I'm, yeah. I'm willing to make any sacrifices I, I have to for the show. Um, but unfortunately, Jason, Benadryl is a is a uh, very powerful, powerful over-the-counter <laughs> oh, no. medication. And as I was uh, looking for a place to watch uh, Vertigo last night on my phone, I, I drifted off, and uh, I didn't wake up till about midnight there in my chair, covered in drool and still itchy. <laughs> so um, I have made uh, arrangements with somebody who I know watched the movie last night, somebody who is forced to watch the movie, and I think he can be a good stand-in for me this morning in in my in my forced what? movie review i would like to introduce you jason and this what is, is a surprise you don't know what's happening i do not know uh, what's happening let's let's say good morning to mr mc hi mc good morning good morning kenny thanks for uh thanks for having me watch this for you it was uh it was a real treat Oh my goodness! This is Dawn's MC. Yes. So, so 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 let me get before we and I'm delighted you're here. But let me to quote my best friend Jen. I just need us all to understand. Yes. So, Dawn, half the people on our show didn't watch the movie. Am I clear on this? I just am I Crystal Carrington clear on this? Uh, well, Alexis might not have. I don't know. I know. I, mean, I don't think she did. So okay. let's just be Crystal Carrington yeah. clear. Two of the four people on this broadcast did not watch said movie. Right. That, she didn't send us true. an audio update no. like I do when I'm off. Exactly. So two people did not watch the movie that helps to fill a half hour of our three hour show. Right. I right. just want to be Crystal Carrington clear on that. Okay. Yeah. But well, I feel we're going to make should... this work. Yeah. We're going to make and this work. And I think work. I should be let off the hook because I had to do that dumb segment last hour. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh-huh. that was good. Yeah. yeah. There yeah is you're, no... you're real tired, so you take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, MC. Okay, well, but let's start, no offense to MC, but let's start with someone whose name is actually a part of the show, and that would be Don McClain. Don, take it away, your thoughts on Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Okay, so we he was afraid we were going to say the same things, and I go, no, you're not, because no, no. I made notes in my phone. Um, I started watching this at 9.15, and it's MC's fault. Um we were doing other things. <laughs> um, so, Playing Scrabble. Yes. Um, yeah. So I wrote down the first thing was suspension bridge bra. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's designing a bra That's that was right. designed by somebody who makes suspension bridges. And I was like, right. oh, this is kind of racy to talk yeah. about. And then I wrote down, this is a great movie for stalkers. Because three-fourths of the movie, he is stalking uh, Kim Novak. 
And it's like, this is creepy. And he's not very good at it because he'll park his car like right five feet away from hers. How she never saw him. But maybe she did. I don't know. Because, you know, of what the ending is. Um, And then I wrote, they drink a lot in this movie. Um, It was like every turn he would have a huge glass of scotch. I mean, at one point they were going somewhere. He poured himself. It was like a juice glass full of scotch. And she's like, well, let's go. Maybe we should go and check it out. And he's like, all right. And I'm like, is he going to bring that drink with him? Nope. He just downed it all in one gulp. Um, Then I wrote too long. The movie is too long. I was falling asleep. Um, I did not realize the twist, though. I will say that. It is. I did like the movie. Um, And then I wrote they used a lot of green because this is in Technicolor. And so they used a lot of shots and it had some psychedelic like uh, um, animated parts to it that I'm sure hadn't really been done before. Yeah, they stole those from Fantasia. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's how I okay. felt about it. It was too long. I think if I had watched it at a different time, I would yeah. have enjoyed it more. But it was 11.15 by the time it ended. Uh, MC, you have two minutes. Go. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, I, I think just from the start, I was confused. I'm like, I, I didn't know what the hell this guy's name was. Was it Johnny? Was it Scotty? Was it Jay Scott? That was a little strange. Um, yeah. They didn't really get a whole lot of mileage out of his vertigo. I mean, it just seemed like he talked about it when he kind of fell into Miss Ellie's arms a little bit. But then, you know, other than doing the rack focus thing, it was kind of uh, not really addressed. Um, I did think Kenny was going to enjoy this, though, from a a traffic perspective. I mean, whenever he was tailing uh, Kim Novak, there was very little traffic. So people weren't gnashing their teeth uh, or seeing red. Yeah. Yeah. He never had to stop. Isn't that amazing how that works out in movies? Yeah. Just always a parking space, always able to kind of keep yes. keep up with her. Yes. And then I, I did wonder yes. how Kim uh, Novak's eyebrows stayed on after she threw herself into the into the uh, the bay, because um, those those things were just lacquered onto her face, I yeah. guess, because he pulled her out. Yeah. And just not a problem. Just looked like she was just fresh and ready for uh, for a cup of coffee with Jimmy Stewart. So I mean, I do agree it was too long. I feel like. They um, should have ended it after they figured out the twist, but then it was just it just got creepy and weird with him trying to recreate her for some reason. It was it was yeah. yeah it was. Do you guys strange. do you two think know. that Jimmy Stewart was way overacting in this? That that's what I remember the most about. And and I've seen it within the last two years. To me, it was just over the top bad acting. Well, it, it was I a little actually- goofy. Uh, see, yeah, he did the bug eyes anytime he was scared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to shock you all because when we come back, I will tell you uh, my <laughs> review of the movie. Uh, Don told us his, uh, hers, and then uh, MC playing the role of Kenny just told you his. Um, so we'll wrap this up when we come back. Uh, but before we do, let me tell you, the micro one-room makeover can be won by you with our listener rewards. You're going to get lighting accessories from Southern Lights. 360 Painting Minneapolis will be, well, painting. Furniture will be from Putnam Farmhouse. And floors from, hello, Great Floors, Minnesota. And blinds from Interior Impressions. My goodness, that's a room right there. Uh, sign up. Listener rewards on our website. Back with more Force Movie Review after this. I'm one of the greatest, ain't no debate. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have to? 
Forced Movie Reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis has the day off. Friday means forced movie reviews. And uh, we're doing a special pop culture experiment over the last few months, going down AFI's list of the 100 greatest American movies and uh, answering the question, eh, are they really classics? And eh, do we even like them? Are they entertaining? Do we like them as uh, audiences in 2021? Uh, this week, Holly Roberts had assigned us the 1958 Hitchcock classic Vertigo uh, with Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak. Um, so we heard from Don, we heard from MC substituting for Kenny, uh, and like I said, Alexis is off. Um, I may surprise all of you. I loved this movie. Oh, really? I am shocked. Loved. Loved. Why? For various (laughs) reasons. Um, my only, and I'll begin with my criticism. I'll begin with the negative, and that is the length. And that, but that's usually my criticism for most movies. We are looking at a great hour and 42 minute motion picture right here. Two hours and eight minutes is too long. My goodness, does Alfred Hitchcock like a, a slow pan? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just like, oh my goodness, just, I mean, and I know he's setting mood and I know he's trying to uh, craft a moment. But heavens to Murgatroy. I mean, just start the damn dialogue. Yeah, yeah. That added probably 20 minutes to the movie. Um, Do you miss that, Jason, in movies? Because we used to see that a lot. And I really have to tell myself to be patient when watching these older movies. And we don't see it a lot nowadays. Do you miss the slow pan? A little bit when used with discretion, but this is, you know, this really does this type of filmmaking in the early, you know, in the 50s and 60s. It was the norm, as was the acting style, which I have a comment on in a minute. Um, You know, I think you can use it every so often, but my goodness, these directors used it in every scene and it does it. It drags things out. And us as modern audiences, we are not equipped to handle this. We are just not. You know Um, what? I thought about just to make to uh, your point there. Um, I thought about how in 1958 going to the movies was a big event. Huge. Because they didn't have all of the entertainment choices we have. So I don't think people cared. I think they wanted it to be long. They probably got all dressed up and, you know, it was like a big thing to do. So that's why movies were maybe a little bit longer. Yep. Um, You know what? And to... To be the opposite, I actually feel the exact opposite with you and MC uh, talking about uh, Jimmy Stewart. My note was, as I was going through it, my goodness, uh, Kim Novak in the beginning of this movie was like Norma Desmond. I mean, it was like, do you remember the day that we were by the bridge? And then I thought, in comparison... I actually felt the opposite about Jimmy Stewart. I thought, wow, this is a, this is a really good um, kind of example of Jimmy Stewart, especially in the beginning and especially with his scenes with, with Miss Ellie, which, by the way, maybe part of the reason I love this movie is because it stars Barbara Bel Geddes, uh, who went on to become Miss Ellie in Dallas. But anyway, um, 
I thought his scenes with her, I thought he had a relaxed folkiness to him that you really didn't see in, in, in acting in the 50s and 60s and 40s. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and when you put him with his arm, with his all shucks kind of thing up against the uber freaking dramatic Kim Novak, I, I was like, wow. Now, Kim, as the um, other character, uh, <laughs> was more was more normal. Uh, but I actually really loved Jimmy Stewart. I also loved how beautiful this movie was. This movie was redone. Uh, it was frame by frame, digitally remastered in 1996. And I was kind of blown away by how beautiful this movie yeah, was. It was a pretty movie. It's yeah. a beautiful movie. I mean, and how great is it to see? Because a lot of this was shot actually on location in San Francisco. So it was awesome to see San Francisco 1958. So I was yeah. just transfixed by that. I loved the plot. Like Dawn, I did not see the twist coming and I got excited. I mean, how often are you excited by a old movie? I was excited by this. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm like, what? Yeah. I didn't understand if I could just jump in here though. There Please. was a part where she was up in the hotel, but yeah. then she wasn't there. Yeah. And I don't yeah. get that. I thought they left that. Yes. That was like a mystery to me. I didn't yeah. get that. Maybe they're, I'm just dumb. <laughs> all of Hitchcock's little visual clues, the close up of the bouquet, and the clip. I loved all, I don't know. Bottom line, out of all the movies we've watched, this is now near the top Ooh, as far as oh, enjoyment really? for me. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And, and, oh my goodness, Barbara Bel Geddes, Miss Ellie, yeah. how I love thee. Midge. She had Midge Wood. I'm changing my name to Midge Wood. That's the best <laughs> character name good. ever. And I want her pointy boob bras. Okay, let's go to uh, Holly Roberts on the phone for next week's assignment. Good morning, Holly. Good morning. Holly, really quick, 30 seconds. You're feeling on Vertigo. Uh, you know, it's one of those movies that's a cinematic classic. Like you guys said, it's beautiful to watch. There's twists, there's turns. But it is, you're like, wow, filmmaking used to be slow. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did like it. It just wasn't... mm, The only thing I didn't really like is how slow it was. That's it. But I did like it. Okay, Holly, here's your Holly Roberts drum roll. Oh, boy, you guys. This is a watching the original monster movie, King Kong. Oh. Oh, good. Oh. Wow. Not not the crappy Jeff Bridges. Fay Ray, right? Yeah, 1933. Oh, oh my God. awesome. Oh, this is the, exciting. Okay. The movie that started it all. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Holly. Two good ones right in a row. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. Okay. Now here's the question. How do you find King Kong? That's what when I'm it, looking up right now because I'm feeling up? a little nervous about Me too. the reality of this. Because we had to rent it on Voodoo. Yeah. Isn't it on Amazon? I no, it it's not. It's not available. Jason, you weren't able to rent it on Amazon, were you? No. Or no, watch I it for not. free on Prime? Vertigo? Yeah. No, I had to rent well, it from King Apple Kong. TV. Um, King Kong 1963. Um, no, 1933. 19, 1933. Okay. No. Oh, this might this might be challenging to try to find. So, 
but we'll find it. I'll I'll, I'll investigate over the weekend. Okay. Here it is. But I'm at two ninety nine on Amazon. Oh, oh really? Okay. Oh, yeah. perfect. Okay, we'll yep. charge Holly. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, Next, I don't think I've seen it. No, oh, I really? haven't either. Oh, no. I'm looking forward to taking notes on it. I've seen it many times. Okay. Uh, for well, some crazy you. reason. I don't know why. Well, I don't but know. Yeah. That's going to do it. watch by Monday. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at you. Don't fall asleep. That's going to do it for us uh, today and this week. Go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Dawn? That's right. You be you. Even if you have a rash. Just don't scratch it too much. It'll just lead to more itching. We'll see you Monday. Bye.